0: Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, either get it in your Bibles or your smart devices, all the papers, uh, paperback saved people, flip it in your Bibles, Uh, And all of you that just got saved in the last few years, pull it up in your iPhone. Genesis (laughs) chapter 2, verse number 7. You all that are able, you can stand with me for the reading of God's word. Let's read it together. Uh, If you don't have it in your device, you can read it on the screen. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And all of God's people said, "Amen, Amen. let me be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to speak to you uh, just a few moments from the subject. Just breathe. Just Just breathe. I'll go quickly to my points because often my introduction can be long. Number one. (laughs) All of you who are leaders in your family, your mothers, your preachers, your doctors, your educators, I want you to write this point down because you need this. Number one. You cannot be God. Now I know some of you all were waiting for some heavy theological statement when I said write it down. But that is heavy. For many of us, remember, prayer is your responsibility. But the answers come from God. Obedience is your responsibility. But the results belong to God. To God. You know what Apostle Paul says? He said I know many of you all are trying to build your camps toward different preachers and different leaders Apollos and, and some of you are saying you're of Paul but remember this one man soweth another man watereth but it is God that gives the increase. Many of us feel like that the whole thing is our part But you can only serve the part that's in front of you. You cannot be God. And as long as you try to be God, hallelujah. As long as you attempt to be God, it doesn't allow God to do what he has been, what he's been postured to be. I'll show it to you in the scripture. The Bible even says this, let God arise. What? Let God arise. In other words, as humans, we have the ability to hinder God's movement in our lives. And not only do we have the ability sometimes to hinder God's movement in our lives, sometimes we can hinder God's movement in other people's lives. When we're always there trying to rescue them. When we're always there to prop them up. Uh When we're always trying to be their savior. Tell your neighbor, you can't be God. There's only one God and you're not him. So, uh, when you get that revelation, it allows you to uh, breathe. Because God says, I don't sleep. (laughs) The God of Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. So, if God doesn't sleep and he's going to always be up, you may as well rest. You know? Let God be God. I'm not screaming, but I'm talking to somebody's spirit. Let God be God. Many of us have held up our worry as a trophy. Look how how much I worry about everybody. (laughs) Look at what I am to everybody. Your value, cannot be based upon all the time what you bring and what you do because at some point there's going to be a deficit your value is based upon who you are the bible says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 in him lies the fullness of the Godhead bodily listen and we are complete in him my identity cannot be in my job My job is what I do. That's not who I am. You know, the ministry is my calling. It's my passion. But everything I am can't be based upon what I do in church. This is why some preachers must live in the building. Because they don't know who they are outside of it. Mm. And that's why there's friction and tension sometimes in workplaces. That's why there's competition sometimes among siblings. Because they feel that they have to have that affirmation based upon what they do. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, that's what I do. That's not totally who I am. In other words, when I, when I get that revelation, it allows me to pivot. When I, when I get that revelation, it allows me to endure metamorphosis. Not knowing where I'm going to settle, but knowing I'm going to be in him. I'm going to unpack that. Just give me a few seconds to unpack that. When I know my identity is in Jesus and nothing would depreciate that value, that means I won't hold on to something past this season. I'm not afraid to let go of what I do now. Because no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, it's in him I live. It's in him I move. It's in him I have my being. Look at the person beside you, tell them, you must be flexible. Look at that same person, tell them, if you're not flexible, you're gonna be breakable. Because you'll go into your job on Monday and they can put you in a whole total different department. <laughs> you can wake up in the morning and something that was consistent has now changed. But what is forever consistent is God, and I'm in him. So I'm gonna pray. But God does the answering. I'm going to be obedient and the results belong to him. Listen to this. We've always easily seen how action and work and preparation is a sign of faith. And I teach that. If you really believe God, you're going to prepare for it. Right? If you really believe God, you're going to work for it. I, I grew up in a family of a strong work ethic. No excuses. No excuses. My grandmother uh, and grandfather owned a furniture store, an antique flea market and furniture store, and that furniture is a little heavier than the furniture they make now. And my grandmother, we would go to houses and say, we got to get, you know, this dresser or something out the door. And my grandfather said, I don't know, Marie. Her name was Marie, but, you know. I don't know, I don't, I don't think we can get that out of there. My grandma said, Well, they got it in now. <laughs> don't you, he's like, Don't you see though? Look at how the door is. And my grandma said, if you do, like I tell you. She said, if you get up and, and if my grandfather complained too much, my grandmother will walk up herself. Because she was a foreman. She would say, Y'all do this and do that. But she would get it. She said, look, if you turn it this way, you can get it out. No excuses, right? You, you make it happen. You don't wait for something to happen. You make it happen. We see how work and preparation is a sign of faith. But I'm going to tell you today another sign of faith. Are you ready? Rest. I didn't said laziness. I said rest. Rest is a sign of faith. That once I prayed about it, once I've given it to God. See, many of us have messed up our process because we have tried to always fix it. We've tried to make it happen. And God says, if you're always making it happen, when am I going to get the glory? See, man's limitations is God's opportunity to show himself mighty and to show himself strong. Look at the person beside you, tell them, let God be strong for you. Let God be strong for you. I want you to normalize this, this phrase. It's three words, I don't know. I'll be normalizing James. Cause the truth is you don't, you know a lot, right? You know a lot, I can tell by your degrees. I can tell by your confidence or lack thereof. <laughs> Cause come on, well, we, we got a degree in a field. And some of us, it was grace that got us through that field. Amen. We don't know everything, right? But a lot of us seeing our lack of knowledge as weakness. Well, when you're weak, he's strong. And and a sign that you really believe God is when you can lay it on the altar and walk away. Letting it go is a sign of faith. Put, putting it in God's hands. Is this, I'm not talking about, oh, I gave it to God and I'm still trying to work it out. Right. Yeah, because we know how to work. We, we, we know how to be anxious. Nothing shows total trust in the Lord when everything around you is going crazy. Like when you can rest in him in the midst of it. It's not peace outside of a storm. It's peace in the middle of a storm. Because the truth is, just like in your natural body, if you're not breathing, you're not living. I'm not preaching this because I have conquered this. I'm preaching this because I know what it is to feel like everything is your responsibility. I I know what it feels like to have that weight on you That one mistake from you can can cause a domino effect of everybody else's lives around you. I know what it is to feel like, hey, if if, if you don't make the right decisions, then they're not going to get paid. (laughs) I know what it feels like when you're the leaning post for everybody around you. And so many times we end up losing our breath and never catching our breath. If, if, you're, if you're living to go to work, then you've missed it. You're supposed to live to go to work. You're supposed to work so you can live. And then you have to see your job is not your source. Your job is only your resource. Whew. I'm talking to you who have consumed yourself with adding and volunteering for every extra shift you who are obsessed with your work while your family's left and your kids are raising themselves Mm. I know I know the pressure because but bishop you don't understand if I don't work you know but what happened is you, you told us though that you were working these extra hours in this additional job so you could get ahead and you could pay off something now it's been paid off And now you got the house that you're never there. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If the pandemic didn't show us anything, instead of always investing in stuff, you need to invest in experiences. I found myself doing quarantine scrolling through pictures of where I've been. Not what I have, because during quarantine, while we were isolated, we were isolated and locked in a house with our stuff. And one thing about stuff, it'll never be enough. Where are those pair of shoes you have to have? Hmm. Where where is that? What is that blessing you prayed for, or you says, when I get this, I'll be good. Deuteronomy says it is the Lord that has given us the power to get wealth. And many people quote that scripture and stop right there. But he says, I'm giving you power to get wealth so you can establish my covenant in the earth. God gave it to you before. For what? You got a what, but what's the why? He gave you resources, He's released to you increase. But why did he do it? If you don't have the revelation of your why, you'll go through all of those years of college. You do all of those years of working and you'll still miss out on your assignment. If you don't have the revelation of the why, you'll get all of these bonuses. You'll get all of these promotions. You'll get the corner office and it still won't be enough. If you don't have a revelation of the why, you'll preach all these sermons. You'll sing all of these songs and it still won't be enough. Why? Why do you have this gift? Why do you have this talent? God is not obsessed with promoting you for your presentation or your image. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's always been bigger than you. It's always been bigger than you. If if you're not breathing, you're not living. Schedule time to breathe. Because if you don't schedule that time, time that's not scheduled is time that's not happening. You got to pay yourself. You got to pay yourself. You are a bill. And if you don't pay yourself, something going to end you going to get cut off. You are their mother and they want you to feed them. You're you're her husband and she wants you to serve her. You're their preacher and they want you to minister to them. But at some point, you got to pull away. If it's nothing but sitting in the driveway for an extra 15 minutes, there are moments you got to pull away. If it's nothing but going for a ride around the neighborhood before you go home, there are moments you got to pull into a parking lot, pull up to the corner of a lake and just sit there for a moment and breathe. Don't always allow their emergency to become your emergency. I know this ain't the sermon y'all wanted me to hear before I I leave out of here, but I'm giving you... Did you hear what I'm saying? Some of us need to be delivered from this hero complex. Good intentions, but it's wearing you out. Daniel says an assignment of the Antichrist in the last days is that he will try to wear out the saints. And many of us, he's wearing us out with good intentions and people's emergencies and people's trauma. My goodness. But let me tell you something. All of you are saying, Bishop, I hear what you're saying, but they need me. What are they going to do if they don't have me? My question is, what are they going to do if you die? If you die, they're going to find somebody else. They may cry the first couple of days, but they're going to post your picture for sympathy to pull on somebody else's resource and to pull on somebody else's strength. They're going to eat chicken, eat bread, but let me tell you, it's the survival mechanism in every leech and parasite. They find a host. Hard for them to find a job, but they'll find a host. (laughs) Can't find a job, but they can find your number. Tell your neighbor, pay yourself. Pay yourself. 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 Yeah, you're going to go through tight seasons financially. But even when I was going through really tight moments... I would say, listen, I don't care if I don't do nothing but go by Subway and get me a sub. And you know what? And I'm going to get me three of them cookies. Somebody ain't going to get paid, but I'm going to pay me. And I'm going to tell you, and I want to say this because some of you all are being exhausted from the spirit of manipulation. And I'm going to tell y'all, the spirit of manipulation, I'm not talking about a person, it's a spirit. And that spirit, that spirit can use your two-year-old. I'm serious. That spirit of manipulation, where people will make you feel guilty, will you choose a moment for yourself? (laughs) They will make you feel guilty. Guilty. I'm talking about them seasonal friends who go on their own vacations and breaks and didn't invite you, didn't call you, but let you do one thing for yourself. If you're not breathing, you're not, you're not living. Be careful of suffocating relationships suffocating atmospheres I was watching one of these uh, daredevil illusionist guys uh, who went underwater for so many days he was trying to break the Guinness uh, book world of world records and and how you know you know how he almost died in the process why because he was trying to stay in an atmosphere that wasn't made for him an atmosphere that you can visit an atmosphere you can enjoy but you can't live there and I want to say this many of us are living under stress and our bodies physically were never set up yeah we're strong and we can handle some things but the scary thing about stress is that it can be affecting you and you not know it just because you carry it well does not mean it's not affecting you I'm serious and that's why you need to be sensitive to the people around you. You need to have discernment because just because they're smiling don't mean they're not crying on the inside. And I've always said that, especially men, because we try to act like men don't cry. Men do cry. They just cry at a frequency that oftentimes the women around them can't hear. So he puts his head under the hood of a car. He goes in the basement and stay a long time. You're calling it a habit, but he's, he's looking for relief at the bottom of that bottle. Yes, men do cry. You got to have discernment because somebody around you, their health is being affected by the stress. You need to have discernment when you don't, you're not the one that's always pouring out on somebody else. Because some of you in all of your friendships, you're the consumer. And all of your ministry circles, you are the consumer. What I mean consumer? Fix me, touch me, change me, counsel me, help me, encourage me. Does it ever turn? All of us should have three relationships in our lives. A relationship that pours into us. A relationship that has nothing to do with a pour. It's just mutual, colleague, fellowship. I don't want none from you. You don't have to take none from me. But then a relationship you pour into. And some of us, you know, I even read on Facebook Living, I hope the person is not here, uh, I don't remember your name if you were here, you're yeah. on fin- uh, Lynchburg Living on the Facebook page, it was someone saying, well, I'm looking for a church in Lynchburg, it's really hard for me to find one. And so I looked at, I just happened to see this, and I, I just started reading, it was like 300 and some comments. And the person was like, I, I don't really want the rock type of church, I want a little bit more traditional, but not so traditional that it's not progressive. And like 90 minutes, really 75, but I'll do 90. I mean, it really, it was a whole. And everybody's like, well, have you tried this church? have you tried this? And I was like, "Mm, 75 to 90 minutes. I started right on here. Have you tried the (laughs) ramp? Traditional but progressive. No, okay. But we're consumers. And we do that. It's like going out to a restaurant with Elder Claude. It's like... I'm sorry, Elder Claude. You sung so good today. Man, you sung that song. You go to the restaurant with Elder Claude? First of all, choosing the restaurant. Choosing the restaurant is complicated. He's going to pretend as though it's your decision wherever you want to eat, but you know it's best just to say, no, Elder Claude, you choose. Oh, listen, Jessica. (laughs) Then once you get there, even after he chose it. It's a, it's a lesson in this. He looks at the menu as, mmm. Mm. And then when the waitress comes, Lord bless her heart. strip to the waitress, Lord. So, so your crab cakes. Is it a crab cake? I mean, is, is it, is it a filler? Is it a lot of fillers? Is it lump? So, but, so then I said something to Elder Claude one day and he said, but Bishop, I'm paying for it. And he says, if I'm paying for it, it's what I want. And that's a great perspective. But, but what happens when we become so consumerized that we even bring that to the scope of wherever God wants us? And we, we, we got a menu for everybody around us. Make me make me happy. Fix me. You're never pouring out. You're not serving anybody else. And because of those people, they're going to always be like that. So you can't keep running to put out their fires. They don't know what they want. So you better learn how to breathe. I want to remind you this, and this is my last point. It always works out. <laughs> I looked at the docu series of the Ramp Church; those two episodes it was very powerful. Now, if I knew how it was, then I would have been, I would have rested a little bit more. I mean, if I knew how the oh, that the Lord was going to bless us with the building. When the city inspector shut us down, if I knew how, oh, don't worry about it, by June, it'll all turn around and you're not going to lose nothing. If I knew that, then I would have had a little bit more sleep. But I was believing for it, but I didn't know how it was going to pan out. So now I'm looking back and I realize it always works out. Now look at the pattern of your life. Has he ever failed Come on, he might have been last minute, but he was always on time. It, I need you to encourage somebody in your section. Tell them it always works out. Maybe it don't work out for everybody, but Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight says something. For we know. Now I'm not talking about the pagans and the heathens and those who don't trust God, but over here we know that all things. Come on, y'all, help me work together. For the good of them that what? Love the Lord and them who are what? The call according to his purpose. Scream at somebody, tell them I'm not perfect but I do love him. It always works out. It always works out. I don't know why I preached this message today but I feel like I'm preaching to somebody today. Who's at a point in their life where they're facing some giants, they're facing some situations and they are so afraid of making the wrong move or making the wrong step and you feel like there are booby traps all around you. I'm telling you that when a man's ways please the Lord, it always works out. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners nor sit in the seat of a scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in that law that he meditate both what, day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper I need you to run up to three people and tell them it always works out sometimes it's ugly but it works out It may not be easy, but it works out. Encourage somebody that's sitting there. you. Tell them, hear me, hear me. Tell me, before you stress yourself out, just breathe. Before you have a heart attack in the process, breathe. He says, I'm the same yesterday. I'm the same today. And I'm already the same tomorrow by the time you wake up it'll already be in place encourage somebody tell them things are not falling apart tell them it may look like it but it's not falling apart it's falling in place God is putting people in your path God is touching people's heart he's moving around the paperwork I need to tell somebody that got an application out I come to speak to somebody who applied for financing it may come from but it may come from a different source it don't matter how it comes just know that in the end it works out you got one assignment Vidale, why you waiting on God? you got one assignment mother, younger, why you waiting on God? you got an assignment Daniel, why you waiting on God? you got an assignment get somewhere works out it works out no breathe there are so many health benefits i don't know if y'all remember when we used to have praise and worship sister nicole used to always start off with says breathe in and breathe out breathe in and breathe out we 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 see all of these these uh, these medical reports about what taking deep breaths do for us you know deep breath releases stress and it causes the blood to flow and you know and the body heals itself and you know all these things but one of the last things it says that says they taking deep breaths do it postures you it physically postures you oh my goodness and now I, I know y'all maybe this is like a nice inspirational motivational message no it's gospel it's gospel this ain't this ain't me just telling you higher energy and all that no 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 this is i'm i'm, I'm not just telling you to breathe just to be breathing I'm not telling you to meditate, just to be meditating. I'm not telling you to get you some sage and burning and just said I am. I'm not telling you to call in your ancestors and come on with them. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, because when you get in God's presence and breathe, I'm going to say this to you. The reason why it works out when you breathe, because you're breathing in God. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Hold up. Every day God made something. But decided to make man on the 6th day. This is what this is one revelation I want y'all to get. That by the time Adam gets in the garden, everything is already done you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor God has always been God even before you came on the scene it was already done before you came on the scene before there was a problem he already had established the answer before you got hungry he had already planted a harvest Adam needed a harvest before he got hungry he was was brought in to something already done and because of that he can't take the credit for it. What is it in your life you can really take the credit for? I'm not trying to make you have low self esteem I I want you to be conscious and aware everything I have is because of because of God he was made but he had no movement he had ears and nose and mouth he had legs, he had arms but he had no movement until God breathed the rock the wind the spirit when we're breathing in and out we're breathing in God it doesn't make you God but you're breathing in the essence of who he is. That's why if God should take his presence from you, you're dead. I'm, I'm trying to tell people now that are, that are sinners, they're breathing in God. God is sustaining them. They're living now because of him. Because of him. So, you ready? Everybody get still for a second. Just stand right where you at. When it comes to your children... Just breathe. When it comes to your marriage, Just breathe. When it comes to your career, Just breathe. When it comes to your ministry, comes to your salvation this is all of us who are trying to save ourselves he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest just breathe I'm going to say this because it's about 75 of y'all need this when it comes to your past you can't go back and change it All of you that are dealing right now with anxiousness and anxiety about the future, take this moment and just breathe. I breathe in, God. I settle my spirit. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.